Welcome to Unsupervised Learning, a security, AI, and meaning-focused podcast that looks at how best to thrive as humans in a post-AI world. It combines original ideas, analysis, and mental models to bring not just the news, but why it matters and how to respond. All right, welcome to Unsupervised Learning. This is Daniel Meisler. All right, what is going on this week? All right, so a uh, number of paid talks are starting to fill in. Uh, earliest one in February and the latest one in October so far. Absolutely loving the opportunity to, one, get ideas out there, which is the most important reason for me to do this, but also to travel domestically and internationally in some cases and to not actually lose money when doing so. So, yeah, really um, thankful to be able to go and do that. And what's cool about it is that it's, I'm going to do the talks about the same things as the projects that I'm normally working on during the day. So it's like what I'm talking about in the podcast is the same as the newsletter is the same as the projects that I'm working on, which is what I'm super excited about. So I'm really just working on the core ideas and then everything kind of bubbles off of that as exhaust. And that exhaust turns into the talks and the webinars and the sponsorships and all that kind of stuff. So highly encourage you to try to figure out like what your core stuff is and focus deeply on that and then have your ways of making money be very much in line with that. So it's not like orthogonal or definitely not in the opposite direction. So that's what I'm trying to set up and have been trying to set up for this last year and trying to get more and more aligned in that way. Put out a bundle of loot for the attendees of the augmented AI course on Friday and have uploaded a ton to my unannounced project, which is, I, I've tweeted about it already. Um, it's not really much of a secret. It's called Fabric. And uh, yeah, I, I'm going to do a big, like, something, or, you know, announcement or whatever uh, when it's about to come out. But um, it should be about a week or two, but it's already live. So, like, if you want to go search around and find it, it's it's there. It's on GitHub. And that's all I'll say about it until it comes out for real. And I have a buddy looking for a security SC position remote in the US. He's an absolute gem. He's one of my mentors and the best SC I've ever seen in any field. And he not only learns any product instantly, but he deeply understands the tech and the customer problems and sales. So he's insanely gifted at like understanding what the customer needs and combining that with like what the thing is that we're actually selling. So send me a note or uh, reach out to me. It's daniel at danielmeisler.com. And uh, you can also email him directly from the newsletter by clicking the link. Had a cool sponsored conversation with Jason Kikta from Automox. We talked about a whole bunch of cool stuff. You can check out that link. It's also live on the podcast feed, probably right before this one that you're listening to. All right, Security Dark Visitors is a project that tracks AI agents doing various shenanigans on the internet by offering the ability to block them via robots.txt. So it looks at people like spreading propaganda, doing various upvote campaigns, all these types of different nefarious activity, and it's tracking them in one place. Kind of a cool project. Super cool research on AI sleeper agents, basically agents that act cool normally, but wait for a particular stimuli or moment to become vulnerable or to take some other kind of action. And uh, yeah, this is a really cool paper and I've got the link here in the show. One thing to think about there is, you know how open source was supposed to provide many eyes and keep us safe? 
Well, I think benign AI agents will actually make that a reality. So it's like auditing code, crawling content for malware, sending strange input to systems to try and trigger a sleeper behavior. So the solution to AI, I think, unfortunately, is, is going to have to be benign AI tasked with finding it. And it's not because AI is special in this way. It's just because you can create so many eyes. It reminds me, actually, of watching the sky for meteors. Like the professional telescopes, they don't have enough time on them because they're tasked for other, other things. And plus, they only look in one particular location. So it's actually uh, amateurs that actually help us with this. And they report them up to a higher authority and say, hey, have you seen this one? This one seems to be moving. So this is a great thing for AI. You basically hook up the cameras and the telescopes and you send the images to AI and the AI just watches, you know, 24 seven, you know, 365 and it can alert us. And, and that's what we need for security. That's what we need for government transparency. That's what we need for so many things, a journalism, right? You know, it, it shouldn't take an expose from some professional journalist with a team of 12 people that costs millions of dollars and takes months or years to complete to do a deep investigation into what actually happened for X event, right? And that, that's the case now. And that's why so many things go under the radar and nobody gets caught. And criminals know that this is possible, right? They know that if they just hide themselves and their behavior well enough, it won't surface, because it takes too much manual work to go and track this down. And that's the thing that AI is going to pry open. It's, it's going to massively address this because it has the ability to spin up 10,000 agents and just be like, let's track down every single lead. Let's bring together the evidence of the leads. Let's cross-correlate that and let's start looking for patterns. And I find that super exciting to have like a more transparent society. It's going to be frightening. It's going to be nasty. We're going to find a bunch of stuff we wish we didn't find. But I like it. OpenAI is now partnering with the Pentagon for some projects, reversing its stance on military use of its AI. So they're working on a number of projects, including cybersecurity capabilities, according to Bloomberg. But they're maintaining their no weapons development policy. Scammers are now using AI to fake the voices of relatives in emergency scams, tricking people into acting fast without adequate time to scrutinize. Th this is super important. A big part of the scam is not having the, the victim think. It's like, no, I need the money now. I need the money now. Like they're going into surgery. I need the money now. And that, you know, a lot of people are smart enough to figure out this is a scam when they're not panicking. But they are panicking if it involves a family member and they think they're in trouble. So tell your loved ones about these. You want to tell them about the pig butchering stuff and you want to tell them about these scams because it would suck that you know, if you knew about this, but you didn't tell the people who are most vulnerable. China has been getting NVIDIA chips despite a U.S. ban that was meant to stop that from happening. They've basically been going through smaller suppliers and circumventing the restrictions imposed in 2022 and 2023. San Francisco is going heavy on surveillance, evidently. They just installed 400 license plate readers across the city as part of the Flock Safety Camera System. I don't know if that's the name of the program or the name of the company. Probably a company, Flock Safety. Sounds like a pretty good company name, actually, protecting the flock. And the police chief says it will help track down criminals, citing that 70% of crimes involve vehicles. I'm actually for this kind of thing, actually, despite the fact that it'll have downsides and there's privacy issues and stuff like that. 
kind of similar to the transparency thing. I would just rather have visibility because it's a massive deterrent for criminal behavior. I don't like the privacy downsides, uh, but I, I think if we have proper use and oversight, then we can sort of mitigate those downsides. Advisories, Avanti directive issued. So US federal agencies have been ordered to patch a critical Avanti software vulnerability. Cyber criminals are exploiting TeamViewer to launch ransomware attacks by leveraging leaked LockBit builder tools. And this is something that Huntress Labs found. And they uh, gained access through TeamViewer. And this is not the first time TeamViewer has been, been used as the entry point for a number of attacks. UK Council cyber attack. Three UK councils are grappling with cyber incidents that knocked out public systems uh, and took them offline. Chinese espionage campaign. So Chinese hackers have been exploiting a VMware vulnerability for two years undetected. And this one is a critical. And GitHub key rotation. GitHub just rotated a bunch of critical keys due to a high severity vulnerability that exposed credentials. And this one is CBSS 7.2 for the vuln. And critical vulnerabilities patched in VMware and Atlassian. And these are CBS scores of 10 and 9.9. All right, moving on to technology. A recent study by Boston Consulting Group shows that consultants using GPT-4 significantly outperformed their AI-less peers. AI-less? Yeah. Their peers not using AI in various tasks. It involved 758 consultants and found that those using AI completed 12% more tasks, did so 25% faster, and produced 40% higher quality results. I actually think those are like beginner numbers, right? <laughs> That's pretty low in my mind, but it, everything's just starting. And uh, I think in the next two to five years, what's going to happen is companies are going to start letting go of like the bottom 75% of performers or just not rehiring them after they, you know, are, are attritioned out. And they're going to start competing for the top 25%. And within that group, the competition will be super fierce for the top 1% to 10% who are basically gods with AI. And the reason for this is that when they're augmented by even just like Copilot or ChatGPT, they're going to be like superhuman, essentially. Um, it's called uh, Minotaurs, uh, yeah, as opposed to Centaurs and Minotaur. But uh, when you change it away from just Copilot or ChatGPT and, and you start using agent frameworks, I mean, they won't be a human AI pair. There'll be a human plus AI team pair. And that AI team might be hundreds or thousands of people behind a single person. In other words, the competition for jobs, I think starting in the next few years, will be against a top 10% performer who's backed by a farm of AI agents, which give them the output of like 10 to 1,000x that of a non-augmented normal employee. And that's not any competition whatsoever. That's just like obvious. And this is who companies will be hiring. Everyone else moving along the scale of competence over time will be increasingly unemployable. This next one here is a uh, paper, thousands of AI authors on the future of AI. Super cool project. They surveyed thousands of people who published something on AI and asked them what they thought was coming and when. And I, I think they were far too conservative, which is, I think, due to their academic bias. Uh, they seem too safe and sane, essentially, to creatively 
imagine how fast this stuff is actually going to move, which is also why so many academics, I think, were blindsided in November of 22. Uh, but still, I think the paper set up the questions pretty well, and it's still interesting to see that that many opinions all in one place. But they have like tons of stuff in here, like retail salesperson, find and pass security flaw. Like they said, find and pass security flaw. They put that at around like 2030 or 2031. And I'm like, um, no, <laughs> try 2024. I mean, try 2025, 2026. I mean, all these dots should basically move to the left. And I've got a visual here in the uh, newsletter to check out. In my mind, the hardcore academic ML types are the people I've seen be the most wrong about AI and where it's going. At least in my opinion, obviously the jury's still out, but the problem is the disconnect between the culture of academia and the insanity that is Gen AI. Academics are high in rigor and caution, which is awesome for some things, but it's a hindrance if you're trying to think big and think crazy, and that's exactly what you need to be doing if you're thinking about AI in 2024. So my recommendation is to think carefully about where you are and where the people that you follow are on the scale of creativity versus rigor. Don't listen too much to people who are like, AGI is 10 years away, if ever, or what we have isn't even real AI, or you can't trust AI because it literally just makes stuff up. People saying stuff like that are in an absolute sort of way. They're low in openness, I, I think, is most likely to be the case. They're low in uh, the ocean metric of openness, or they're an academic and they're just like so biased towards rigor and caution. And that is not the time. Uh, 2024 is not the time for this, right? Um, people who are super high in rigor and super high in caution and are, are trying to do AI stuff. It's like the, the time of AI progress taking years to make a small iteration in a machine learning algorithm and you publish the paper and it slowly propagates through the industry, those times are gone. Uh, 2024, it's like, have the idea, get it out to market, boom. And obviously in some places we do need more rigor, 100%, you know, privacy, um, bias that affects social situations, we, all, all sorts of places we need more of an academic view. But in terms of like, building and creating and innovating and actually bringing product to market, um, the more creative is the are the people who are going to have the most advantage. So don't bring math to a poetry contest and uh, don't bring pessimism to an art contest. Mark Zuckerberg has pivoted again. He was all about metaverse and then everyone told him to stop talking about that and he did. And then he kind of went towards AR with like the glasses and everything and um, with that conversation that was totally awesome with uh, Lex on, on Lex's podcast. And now he's evidently all in on open source AGI. So not just AGI, which OpenAI is doing, but open source AGI. And he's doing a massive acquisition of NVIDIA H100s. He's expecting to own over 340,000 of these things by the end of 2024. I mean, open source AGI versus OpenAI trying to do it internally in a proprietary way. I mean, 2024 is going to be ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, I agree with whoever said it wasn't me that we shouldn't call an open model, an open source model open unless they release the weights and the data. So it's not fully open unless you have the data and the methodology in addition to the weights. 
Right. You got to be able to re- reproduce it. So I thought that was a pretty cool mini point. Google search or circle to search simplifies finding info on your phone by letting you circle an item on the screen to instantly search for it. That is cool. That is super cool. Can't wait for Apple and everyone else to copy that. Shining black light in public places is called far UV. Could help prevent the spread of airborne diseases, potentially reducing likelihood and impact of pandemics. I mean, that seems awfully simple. <laughs> it just you just walk into a place and it's public and there's black light everywhere. I mean, I isn't it bad for your eyes? I guess you just wear glasses, but um, yeah, interesting. You just kill a lot of virus. I, it depends how, I wonder how bright the light has to be. I wonder if it's possible to evolve a wave where that doesn't actually kill the virus. I have questions, but interesting idea. When Kwai slashed their AI costs dramatically by optimizing Mixtral with GPT-4, they reduced their daily AI expenses from $100 to less than a dollar. And Apple finally passed Samsung in global smartphone sales last year. Uh, Apple shipments rose 3.7%, which wasn't very much, but everyone else lost out. So Samsung dropped over 13% and Apple went out by three. So that is how they took the lead. Humans. The FDA just cleared Dermasensor, the first AI device that can detect all major skin cancers, aiming to improve early diagnosis. The self-checkout trend is hitting a wall as stores like Walmart and Target scale back or ditch the machines after facing increased theft and higher labor costs. I find it fascinating how sometimes tech and various movements try to jump too far ahead too quickly. Like maybe it wasn't a good idea or maybe it was a good idea that just came too fast and then they get pulled back. And sometimes it's only for a second and sometimes it's for a long time. So like work from home, it keeps like pendulum swing, you know, and, uh, Looks like that's happening with self-checkout and I don't know, maybe with AI. I don't think so, but just want to throw that out there. South Korea just rolled out a new visa for digital nomads looking to attract remote workers and boost its economy. So if they earn over $65,000 a year and have health insurance, you're basically open to go work there. And Germany is doing something similar. They made it easier to get citizenship looking to attract global talent to fill job shortages. And it reduces the residency requirement for naturalization from eight to five years and opens dual citizenship to all, not just EU and Swiss nationals. All right, ideas and analysis. Everyone should be a thinker. So one of my core beliefs is that it's a stain on humanity that only certain people are considered to have thoughts worth sharing. I know this is just because we're a young species, and it takes time to advance as creatures and all that. But it's weird how civilizational retardation like this is considered normal while you're living in it. If you ask the average person what they think about the most important things in the world, like how to self-govern, free will, moral responsibility, the nature of reality, and these types of topics, they, they'll basically like look away and make so, some sort of like self-deprecating gesture. Like, oh, that's only for the smart people to think about. You know, that's only for people on TV or people who write books or whatever. And I think that is an absolute travesty. Human civilization will reach some modicum of advancement when it's expected that every human on the planet is educated and empowered, not only to have their own thoughts, but to believe those thoughts to be worthy of sharing. The fact that the percentage of people who are in that boat and actually believe that is some 
obscene fraction of like 0.001% should embarrass us all. I will be camping for the Apple Vision Pro at the Berlin Game Store on February 1st. I normally camp in the summer, so February, that's going to be different. But if you're insane like me, come say what's up. And I'm loving this uh, classical album called Pomart Planet Gold. Not much into classical. I wish I were, but really enjoying that album. Discovery, moving from a knowledge economy to an allocation economy. And I've got a cool quote here, and this is by Dan Shipper. You won't be judged on how much you know, but instead on how well you can allocate and manage the resources to get work done. 100%. Gala, an LLL, <laughs> LLM-powered web honeypot using the Open API, Open AI API by Adele Karimi. PFuzz, a Unix-style web fuzzer for finding security vulnerabilities. Last scans code for security issues using OpenAI's Framework from the command line, AIFS, an AI file system tool for easy local semantic search. Culture change at Google. Basically, the employee isn't first anymore, which I think that's an evolution a lot of companies are making. Navigating American healthcare might not require insurance as paying cash can sometimes be cheaper and more flexible. How people left Twitter and how it's going, like when they went to Mastodon and um, all, the, all the other services. Powerful Dolly 3 art prompts, Midjourney V6 caricatures. These were really amazing. Haven't messed with, haven't made any though. Need to go mess with that. Tweet feeds return to the latest indicators of compromise shared by the InfoSec community by Daniel Lopez. A search for more ChatGPT GOT35 unspeakable glitch tokens. Top Hacker News books of 2023. And the recommendation of the week. Here is a cool heuristic for gauging your own happiness. Pay close attention to how the success of your friends makes you feel. Not intellectually, but viscerally, immediately, within one second of seeing evidence that they're crushing it. If it makes you smile uncontrollably, fist pump, and make you want to text them and hype them up, that means you're healthy. Congrats. But if it stings to see that, to see them win, to see them crush it, or it gives you a sinking feeling or makes you angry, I recommend you talk to a therapist. This will destroy not just your relationships, but your life in general. It is actual poison. In the aphorism of the week, the language of friendship is not words, but meanings. The language of friendship is not words, but meanings. Henry David Thoreau. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a Neumann U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com newsletter. We'll see you next time.